Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Brent. You're listening to UFC Unwrapped. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and interact with all the videos that I post. Answer some questions. You'll definitely be reshared. Uh, just a way to get exposure from new MMA fans, make some new friends, just build the MMA community together. You can find this podcast on the podcast app on iOS or Android. Just type in UFC Unwrapped. And let's get started. This is going to be a short and quick podcast. Uh, I want to give some fight breakdowns, maybe some betting tips for the fight card that's playing later tonight. The first fight I want to talk about is Ricardo Lamas and Calvin Cater. So Ricardo Lamas is a plus 115 and Calvin is minus 145. So for those of you who don't know exactly how betting works, what a plus means is that this guy's the underdog. And the minus is going to mean that this guy's the favorite to win. So, And it's based off the rule of hundreds or tens, I guess. So a plus 115 means that you put either $10 down or $100 down, and your return's going to be 115 profit on 100 or fi- or $11.50 on $10 profit. So you get your initial bet back plus that. So a minus 145 works kind of in the opposite way. You have to put down... So for Calvin, who's a minus 145, you're going to put down $145 to profit 100. So you're going to get your $145 back, then another $100. Or you can put down $1450 and profit $10. My pick in this fight is Calvin. He's only lost two decisions in the last 10 years or so. Uh, He lost to Moicano in the UFC about last year, who's super notable, highly ranked guy. And he's only 31, and every fight that I've seen him in, he improves. I was actually at the fight where he fought Andre Feely, and I was super, super impressed. He took that sh- that fight on short notice, came in as an underdog, and won. And uh, the way he beat Shane Burgos with his boxing and his timing, he has rhythm in his boxing, which is it's just beautiful to watch. I think that Lamas is great too, but him being like 37 years old now, he hasn't been as consistent anymore. I think Calvin should be able to get a stoppage in this fight, but I really would not be surprised if Lamas can pull off a decision. I just think Calvin's the younger, more active guy. It really depends what Lamas shows up, though. It really does. Um, Lamas likes to throw a lot of volume, too. I just see Calvin having rhythm again in this fight. He's only going up from here. I would take Calvin at minus 145. The next fight is Carolina Kowalkowicz versus Alexa Grasso. So both these girls are minus 115. So what that means again is you put down either $115 and you profit 100 or you can bet $11.50 and profit 10. Uh, I'm going to go with Carolina in this fight. She's two for six, which isn't the most beautiful thing to look at, but she has beaten Rose and she did really well against Joanna. So Alexa, I mean, no hate, but like I'm never betting on her ever. I she did terribly against Felice Herrig, and it's what I learned about Alexa's. She's not a bad fighter, but it's she's so hit or miss about when she shows up to fight and when she just wants to not be in there. You never know what you're gonna get. And Carolina's a Krav Maga instructor, and she's been through this before. Even though she is two and six, she's fought really good competition, and she has the capability to win this fight. So just based off that. I would take, if you're going to bet on this fight, Carolina at minus 115. 
Uh, the next fight, Aljamain Sterling, minus 145 versus Pedro Munoz, plus 115. I love this fight. It's really, really hard to pick. Aljamain Sterling's five for his last six. Uh, he's been looking really good since his loss to Marais, the one of the most vicious knockout losses I've ever seen in my life. He's been looking amazing since then. He's probably looked better since that loss than he's ever looked before that loss. So he really learned a lot from it, and he's not a guy who lost his chin over a knockout. That was just a freak accident and just shows how good Marais is. But look, Aljo's no, no joke, man. Um... Pedro's also five for six. He beat Cody Garbrandt. He, I mean, damn, I don't even know. This is such a tough fight. They're both really good strikers. They're both very good on the ground, especially Sterling's known for his ground game. This is this fight should be a pick'em in my opinion. They're edging the favorite to Sterling. I think this is a fight of the night contender. I think both these guys have something to prove. I don't think Sterling wants to lose again or can afford it right now. He's He's so close to being at the tip top. And same with Munoz. So this is going to be a fight of the night contender. Keep your eye on this fight. If I had to pick, I would say Sterling by decision. I say he can do everything Munoz does, but maybe just a little bit cleaner. Minus 145 for Sterling. So the next fight is Tai Tuivasa and uh, Blagoy Ivanov. So... Ty is minus 145, and Ivanov is plus 115. So Ty is a young guy. He's known to be a KO artist. Uh, Ivanov, he can also KO you, but he's also very, very good at submissions too. So, And he's never been KO'd, which says something. So the fact is that Ivanov's faced really tough competition. He's never been KO'd. I don't know if Ty is going to be able to be the first one to do it. Uh, I say Ivanov... Weathers the storm early, neutralizes Tai Tuivasa's striking game, maybe gets him down a couple times. Look for Ivanov to get a decision win or a, maybe a late submission. So I would take him at plus 115 there. That's my dog. Uh, the next fight is Peter Yan, minus 330 versus Jimmy Rivera, plus 255. So uh, again, these, these bigger odds get tricky. So minus 330 means that you have to bet $330 to profit 100 or on Rivera you would bet 255 no sorry about that you would bet 100 to profit 255 so for Peter Yan minus 330 you have to bet 330 to profit 100 and then Rivera you bet 100 to profit 255 and you get your initial bet back uh in this fight I'm gonna have to take Peter Yan so I'll explain why. Jimmy is mostly a decisionator. He has finishes on his record, but he takes fights to the distance. I think Peter, he looks for the finish. He also has a decent amount of decisions, but he's looking for that finish, which is a little bit different. I think Peter going forward is going to keep Rivera on his back foot. I don't know how well Rivera is going to fight going backwards. Uh, you know, his style is amazing too. Like He's a boxer by heart, and he learned how to wrestle, and he does both really well now. Jimmy doesn't shoot for the takedown, so he's going to have to stand up with a guy who's been boxing since he was probably like two years old. I'm going to take Peter Yan by too much pressure, cleaner boxing. Uh, he's going to hopefully check the leg kicks from Rivera, but he's going to he's gonna put Rivera's back against the cage for sure. And it's, I don't know, man. I think, I think Peter Yan makes a statement. I'm going with no mercy, Peter. Um, minus 330. 
Maybe don't bet on that, though. The odds are pretty bold. Unless you're going to throw them in a parlay. And for Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone, the people's main event here, uh, minus 160 for Ferg and plus 130 for Cerrone. This fight is a complete coin toss for me. Um, I'm going to go Cerrone by KO in the third round. He can't TKO Cerrone. I think it's going to be a clean KO. He has to really put him away. Uh, but I would not be surprised if if Fur gets the decision. It's a three-round fight. It should be five. But it's so 50-50. It depends which Cerrone shows up. Because we already know what Ferguson's going to show up. We don't know what Cerrone shows up. But go, you're only as good as your last fight. And Donald Cerrone looked like a damn superhero in his last fight. So I got to edge it towards Cerrone, man. I don't know. You just can't doubt him. Plus 130 great odds, too. I wish I didn't have to pick, though, because I love both guys. I think Ferguson has deserved his time to be champ already. He deserves that real title fight. It's not fair what they're doing to Ferguson, and now they're giving him a tough guy like Cerrone. Cerrone's beaten competition like Mike Perry. Damn, I don't know. It's so tough. It's so tough. I I really hate the fact that I have to pick, but I'm going with Cerrone by probably a KO in the late third round if he can catch ferguson who does get hit a lot but it's going to be a violent fight this is your fight of the night right here and then lastly there is a plus 125 for cejudo and Moraes 155 this is the main event for the title at 135 we're going to have a new bantamweight champion since uh dillashaw vacated got stripped whatever you want to call it so i got Moraes by ko but i think cejudo can win um I know that sounds very cliche, but Moraes is quick, quick. And he likes to throw those knees, which can be dangerous for a guy who likes to shoot. So, you know, Cejudo's going to shoot for a takedown. Moraes is expecting that. I'm sure he's been practicing for a long time now to time that knee for the takedown. So we might see a highlight real KO by Moraes, or we're going to see Cejudo do his damn thing and take Moraes to the ground. Um, I don't think he's going to take him down early. I think Cejudo can hold his own on the feet for a little bit, get a slow start, and then rounds four and five, we're going to see Cejudo put the pace on Moraes, take him down, beat him up. Uh, that's how I see Cejudo winning. He's going to try to neutralize Moraes' striking and keep his distance, not engage in too much back and forth on the feet. And then round four and five, he's going to do what he did to Demetrius Johnson and just take him down over and over again and uh, win rounds that way and get his damage in that way so if Moraes wins it's going to be by a KO probably like third round like late third round but I can see a quick KO for Moraes too dude this fight's everywhere man I don't know Moraes by KO or Cejudo by decision don't bet on this fight I don't like the odds enough to bet on it all right so uh there's something I want to address too I mean Twitter's been great it's been super active I've had a, a lot of traction. A lot of you guys I can see are getting new followers and it's cool to see everyone's opinions and having everyone's voices heard. And you guys are actually educating me very well too. So uh, I really appreciate you guys for that. And like, I just want to address something. There's There's been accounts saying, you know, UFC Unwrapped is stealing people's content and posting it. Uh, look guys, like if you do even a minute of research and look at my profile, you will see that any video I post is credited to the original poster and 
All I'm trying to do here is bring the MMA community together. The people who are originally posting those videos do not own the content unless it's from the UFC directly. And I like to share the UFC's videos. And you'll see right under the video, it says from UFC. But sometimes it'll say it's from someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. All these people are doing is pulling up a video on their computer, illegally streaming it, pressing screen record, trimming it down to a tweetable size. And then they're like, I own this content. Like this is... What they're doing is not music production. They're not copywriting it. They don't do they do not own it. I do respect that they're putting in the time to illegally stream these fights and trim them down to a tweetable size. But uh, look, dude, this is the Internet. And I'm sure you guys are seeing their names, too. And th I'm giving them exposure. So uh, for everyone who was supporting me on Twitter uh, about that, I really appreciate it because I tried. I had a couple accounts trying to call me out on that, and uh, I had some of you guys. I was lucky enough to have some of my own supporters back me and tell them that they're getting exposure and that there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, and it's the internet. And dude, that's the game. The only one doing anything illegal here are those accounts, and I'm just here trying to bring the MMA community together. So I really appreciate you guys who are supporting me on that, and uh, definitely keep interacting with my videos and the people that you see that i get videos from like they might have good content on their profile too don't be afraid to click on their profile but what i like to do is is get people in discussions and have conversations and i think that's what makes my profile unique and i also like to share your guys's voices and your guys's opinions and get you guys more followers that way and make new friends and just build the mma community so just wanted to give you a, a quick appreciation for that there was a couple questions on Twitter that I got asked to address on today's podcast. So the first one is going to be from Kairos MMA at K-A-I-R-O-S underscore B-O-D-L-E-Y. He says, having not faced Tony, Cowboy, Gaethje, Alvarez, Felder, Gillespie, or Nate, was Khabib's route to the title protected or weak for the 155 division? That's a fantastic question, and uh, it... You know, like, if you had to ask me personally, I'd say maybe a little bit weak. But he did beat the champ. He beat McGregor. So you can't take that away from him. And that's that's what you have to do. It's like it's like saying Andy Ruiz uh, shouldn't be champion for knocking out Anthony Joshua because he, he took the fight on four weeks notice and knocked out the apparent GOAT in boxing right now. So... I don't I don't really believe in that you have to have like this huge path like someone like uh, Ferguson has. I think if you beat the champ, you're champion. So that's my opinion, man. Uh, and then the next question is going to be from uh, at retired BVC. So at retired and then BVC. He says, what do you feel the overall morale of the UFC roster is? Do you feel there are more unhappy people in the locker room than what we hear about? Uh, yeah, I mean, fighting is a crazy sport. There's a lot of emotion on the line. It sucks because you're being broadcasted to millions of people and you're fighting live in front of a bunch of people. It's probably like really embarrassing to have a decision. Like, let's say you win a decision that you shouldn't have. Like, even that will suck. And also, like, I think these fighters, too, like, a lot of them take things personally against each other. So they might hate each other in the locker room. And, I mean, dude, you got to be a certain type of crazy to be a UFC fighter. That's my opinion. Uh, I think the overall morale, though, is is good, though. I think most people want to be good people, and I believe in that. So 
I would I would like to think it's a positive morale overall. I just I wouldn't know because I don't have firsthand experience. Um. Also, just something before I get off here. Uh, it is crazy. I'm not sensitive. I try to have thicker skin, but it's kind of crazy how like people on Twitter try to bash me, saying that I have a trash podcast and uh, my podcast is pathetic. There's a guy on on Twitter and his name's Caposa and he likes to get his following by, I mean, I, I used to follow the guy for a while, but what he does is he takes content from different fight organizations, PFL, UFC, Bellator, and, uh, you know, illegally streams it, creates videos, posts them. And, uh, you know, he got pissed that I was getting exposure and he tried to tell me that I have a trash podcast because I pronounced Jared Cannonier's name wrong in one of my podcasts. Like that was what he had to say about my podcast. He said my podcast is pathetic, even though I've had two legit UFC fighters on here already, and I've had um, a Facebook interview with Wiley Zhang, who doesn't even speak English, so I couldn't talk to her on the phone. I had to use Google Translate. Like I'm trying here, and I I really appreciate you guys supporting me. But if you guys see hate like that, man, like someone telling someone else that they're trash because they mispronounced a guy's last name. I think I said something like Canonier or something because I was so used to these like French last names like Poirier. So sorry, man. Cannonier. Is my podcast good now? Appreciate the publicity anyway, Caposa. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the fights tonight. So something I'm starting is a billboard on UFC, what I'm going to do is uh, on the UFC Unwrapped Twitter account, I'm going to every fight week post a billboard of any of my followers who have the best fight predictions. So what you're going to do is I'm going to post little video clips with questions saying, uh, who you got, this guy, this guy, you're going to give me your fight prediction. And then you're going to DM me your fight predictions if you were right. And from there, I'm going to keep score of who picked the most fights right? And I'm going to put a billboard with maybe like the top 10 people or however many I could fit. Uh, that way, and I'm going to add you guys too. So, uh, and I'll share it. That way, everyone on Twitter that follows me or sees my profile will know these are the guys who have the best picks. And uh, hopefully that's a good way for you guys to get some traction too. For people to know like, you know, these guys know what they're talking about. So definitely get involved in that. Uh, interact with my posts give me your fight predictions enter in this billboard and uh hopefully you guys will have your name posted every week for having the best fight picks and that's something cool to be known for definitely uh again this is brent this is ufc unwrapped follow the twitter account at ufc unwrapped and listen to the podcast on the app store you can download the any pod the podcast app or you can go to podcast.com you can look it up on anchor uh, or you can just the podcast app that comes with your phone, whether you have Apple or Android, you'll find it there. And uh, also take a listen to last week's episode where I had Nico Price on. He's been really active on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's at Nico the Hybrid Price. Uh, he's finally being active on Twitter, but man, let's get this guy a fight. He's on his fifth kid coming up. It's in the oven right now, so he needs to eat, man. And he's going to get a fight bonus no matter who he fights. So, uh, Give him a follow, tweet Sean Shelby and Nico the Hybrid Price, who you want his next fight to be. He's pushing for a, a Platinum Perry, Mike Perry fight. So 
make some noise guys make some noise and i hope you guys liked the last interview that was like my second formal interview so uh i know it sounded maybe a little awkward at times but i'm, I'm getting used to it i'm getting better thanks for guys for tuning in it means the world to me um hopefully if you guys slide in my dms too like i can i can get some of you guys on the podcast too we can do like a phone conversation or meet in person or something it'd be cool to get your guys's opinions on here also and five to ten minutes on the phone doesn't seem like a too harmful love you guys peace